Welcome to the Everyone Has a Story podcast presented by the Business and Education Alliance, where students' talent, interests, and aptitudes can be connected to the dynamic world of work. Welcome to today's episode of Everyone Has a Story, hosted by the Business and Education Alliance. My name is Bob Gimignani. Very pleased to have with us today, Kayla Hudifer Nelson. Kayla is a project manager with El Paso County's Office of Economic Development. Kayla, thank you so much for being here and donating some of your valuable time today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored. Excellent. So Kayla, let's get right into part one, your career story. So uh, think back to just a few short years ago, perhaps when you were a middle school or high school student. Did you have any thoughts occur to you back then about what kind of job you wanted to have when you got out of school? Yeah, and it's so funny because it's absolutely nothing like what I do now. I, in my head, always imagined I would be either a doctor or a fighter pilot. Those were the two things that I wanted to do more than anything. <laughs> wow, those are two divergent occupations. Right, yeah, and completely opposite of what I'm doing now. So <laughs> people change, things change. <laughs> yes, they do. So we're going to be really curious to hear your journey here in just right. a second. Before we get to that, Kayla, what was your first ever paid job? First ever paid job outside of just like babysitting and whatnot would be, I actually was a soccer coach for soccer buddies here in town. So I coached like little kids as they're playing soccer and it was so fun. I had so nice. Fun. Watching the little soccer scrum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're, they're little feisty ones. And it was, it was a really fun job. And Kayla, when you were in high school, did you have an opportunity to participate in any kind of experiential or career-connected learning, uh, like doing job shadows or internships with local companies or professionals? Was that sort of programming available to you? And if so, did you take advantage of it? I would say the programming probably was a little bit more available than I realized. I don't think it was communicated to me as much, um, but I certainly did participate in some job shadowing when I was in high school, um, but it was a lot more talked about through like my inner circles with my own family. So it was kind of like family friends and a lot of just kind of exploratory type job shadowing just to figure out an idea of what I wanted to do in college. Um, so it wasn't necessarily, I wouldn't call it as well provided by my high school so much as it was just kind of within my own kind of family culture. Got it. All right, Kayla. So um, these original thoughts of doctor and fighter pilot uh, <laughs> yeah. and how you journeyed and zigzagged your way to where you are today as a project manager in an economic development office. If yeah. you could lay that journey out um, and take as long as you need, I'll try not to interrupt, but if you could perhaps try to sprinkle in uh, along your journey, like how did you in inventory what you thought you were good at, your aptitudes, or what you thought your interests were at those times, and how your interests and aptitudes affected decision making for your for you, whether it be educational decision making or job uh, decision making. So the floor is yours for as long as you need it. Awesome. So to begin, I think that I want to first of all say. I grew up as the daughter of an Air Force pilot. So my exposure to the pilot realm came from there um, for sure. And just the culture I grew up in in general. And I just, I love, 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 love flying. I always have, I've been, I grew up around planes. Um, and so the world of aviation was always just a, something I was passionate about, curious about something that I just knew. I just knew I grew up around it. Um, 
I also knew for most of my life growing up, I just love people. I love people. I've always been a very extroverted person um, ever since I was a child all the way up till very much now. Um, I, I really enjoy humans, just talking to them, getting to know them, supporting them. Um, and I really also value being challenged in some capacity. I like, I need challenge all the time. Um, I'm, I've always been ever since I was really young for as long as I can remember. So probably my whole life, extremely intrinsically motivated. So very self-motivated. And, um, and, and I think that that has always driven me toward kind of when I was younger, at least perspectives of careers that fell into that kind of realm. And so I think I started that perspective of, Oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a fighter pilot from not only what I grew up around, but also, you know, just that kind of natural exposure to what you what you would imagine is intellectually challenging as a kid you know I loved people I wanted challenge so therefore doctor kind of fit that um but then you know as I went through high school and um you know I I was really into music I was really into um honestly I love giving presentations like I just love being in front of people and so I I I just, I think that that has been the one thing I've carried with me, like consistently. When I went to college, I started as a um, biology major, actually, because I, again, I thought I was going to be a doctor. That was all I ever really knew. Um, and, you know, one semester in and I was like, I do not like this. This is just not fun. I mean, it's, it's very like, it's intellectually challenging. It's very academically challenging but it wasn't giving me the um, like engagement with people and, and energy of, you know, a crowd and things like that around me. Um, and so I decided to kind of take the opportunity to use some of my general classes or even, it might've even been an elective, but I'm pretty sure for my college, it was a general class. And I took a marketing class and I really fell in love with this um, idea of marketing. And at the same time as me doing that, I had changed my major over to psychology because I have, again, always been fascinated by people and the way that people work, the way they think, um, how we communicate. And so I kind of took like a weird hybrid of, you know, the intellectually challenging stuff as well as my like love for humans and, and found psychology, sociology, and then took this marketing class. And, and I really felt that marketing was like an amazing hybrid of all of those things put together. I mean, marketing quite literally is the study of the psychology of people as it is applied to business and, you know, what people are curious about, how they buy things, why they buy things, what they are attracted to visually, um, you know, socially, all of the above. So um, all of that to be said, I eventually became um, a marketing major and um, ended up getting minors in psychology and actually in gender studies, which is essentially was a sociology mi minor for my school. Um, and then out of college, I, I really just my senior year, I got really involved with some internships. Um, I interned for um, some local organizations in my region. At the time, I, I went to school out in Nebraska. Um, and it was in a really small town in Nebraska. It was called Hastings College. Um, and so I, I started to kind of fall in love with the community a little bit. And I applied for this job and ended up getting it. My first job out of college was as the, the executive director for um, my county's um, convention and visitors bureau. So my first job out of college, I 
um, led a team and I focused on all things tourism and um, like community and economic development really was what I did. And I, and I truly believe that that job changed everything for me because it really exposed me to so much. That was my first job in local government. That was my first job really getting involved in a community. And I just absolutely fell head over heels in love with community involvement and community engagement and civic engagement and local government and economic and community development. Um, and I, I really loved that job a lot. However, there was a lot of challenges in that job for me. Um, you know, I, I worked for a board and it was a very low paying job. Um, so there were just certain things that I wanted as I kind of went through it and grew, um, as a professional that I started looking for in other opportunities. And so, um, I, I met a, a, you know, a friend of mine now, um, but at the time a mentor of mine who basically recruited me to leave that job and go work as the marketing director for um, Ford, for a Ford dealership out in the region. And so I ran all of the marketing for their entire regional operations. Um, and then, so I went to like that private world. And then as I was doing that for about a year, I was like, uh, I want to get my master's degree, but I'm just, I'm feeling a little stuck. I'm not like, like super loving marketing anymore. I, I really like miss the community engagement piece, but I also just really want to get out of Nebraska. Um, and so then I did a complete 180 and I decided to apply and I became a Delta Airlines flight attendant. Um, and I did that for a couple of years and I loved it. I loved every last second of it. That was like the beautiful full circle-ness of my upbringing of being around planes um, and having a pilot for a dad. And so I got to fly and, you know, the, the point of that was ultimately to get my master's degree um, while flying because then I can, you know, go to school, get my master's degree all while traveling the world for free. And, um, and I did. And I went to so many different countries and um, cities and I've been to every state in, in the United States, except for Alaska, which I will be at soon, hopefully. Um, and you know, like 15 different countries in a year. And it was just such a blast. And then COVID hit. Um, and so COVID became the, um, the catalyst for me to kind of, again, reevaluate things, um, right before COVID had happened. I had a very profound experience in Arlington cemetery, um, out in Washington, DC, that I went on a trip um, right before COVID happened. It was literally in October, November timeframe of 2019. And I, you know, I just had a moment where I read a quote by John F. or by Robert F. Kennedy, who is John F. Kennedy's brother, um, that he said in 1966 out in South Africa. Um, and he talks about how like the tiniest ripples of hope can sweep down the mightiest walls of oppression. Um, and, and I really just like fell in love with, again, this passion, it kind of got reignited in me, this purpose to go back into working with and for my community and, and to really focus on the long-term impacts and the legacy that can be had from that. Um, and so that said, once COVID happened, I really took that as a sign to take the severance packages that were being offered by Delta. And, um, so I took that and, and. I applied for this job since I had experience in economic and community development at the beginning of my career. And um, now I am here. So that is kind of the quick overview, but lots of zigzags, lots of different jobs, um, but I, I wouldn't change any of it. It's all very much shaped me to, to be who I am today. Excellent, Kayla, thank you for that. And zigzags is, is right. Um, I, I really appreciated your uh, multiple comments about love for humans. 
um, pretty cool. I think uh, um, that probably resonates with a lot of young people these days for sure. Oh yeah. So Kayla, um, what would you say is the biggest single professional challenge you have faced in your career so far and how did you overcome that? That's a great question. I think that honestly, for me, it has been how challenging it can be to really figure out what it is that I was passionate about. I'm just, I'm, again, I'm a very, very intensely intrinsically motivated person. And so I, I have all of the energy, all of the capacity ready to give something. And I think that I really, the hardest thing for me was finding that for myself um, and having the opportunities to really find what that is. And I think that moment in, in Washington, DC was really the catalyst for me to like really finally like bring it all together and really see what my purpose is. And, and, um, and now I see that as very much an opportunity versus a challenge. But I think that was a huge challenge for me as well as honestly being really like wanting to be successful as a young person. I think sometimes, um, and, and a young woman even, um, I think sometimes it, it can be hard to carry yourself in a way that people give you that respect. Um, and, and yet you also don't necessarily like, I just think it's a fine balance, I guess is what I'm trying to say of how you present yourself, how you carry yourself and um, getting people to give you opportunities. I think that's a really big one as well. So kind of all of those together. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about mentorship or friendship as some people call it. Do you wanna give a shout out to some folks that have shown up in your life in a meaningful way? Oh, absolutely. There's two people um, primarily other than obviously the, the you know, my family and um, all of the people that fall into my family um, category. But as far as professionally goes, there's um, two people that really just completely like changed my life in so many positive ways. And one of them, his name is Adam Prim. Um, absolutely adore him. He was my boss when I worked for Ford, um, for the Ford dealership out in Nebraska. And he just completely, he was the first person that really just like saw my, my um, passion and my talent and gave me the opportunity. He was just, he just was the most empowering leader. Um, and he's very innovative, very creative, um, very intelligent. And I just, I learned so much about myself and about leadership from him. And then second of all, would be my boss right now, Crystal Latier. She's our executive director here at the economic development department here at the county. Um, just a world-class leader. She's just, she's brilliant. And she's probably the hardest working person I know. And, um, we just really, she has, she has completely revolutionized my, um, my leadership style. And just even like me as a human being, she has truly, she has truly just expanded my capacity beyond anything I could have ever imagined. And I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to have a mentor at some point in your career. I mean, they truly just like, they, they challenge you, they push you, but they encourage you and empower you. And yeah, I mean, both of them are amazing. Excellent. Thanks, Kayla. And uh, what would you say to your teenage self, that young lady who was thinking of being a doctor or a fighter pilot, knowing what you know today, what would you say to yourself? Ooh, um, I would say, honestly, more than anything, it sounds a little bit cliche, but two things. One, give yourself grace for not knowing exactly what it is that you want to do right away. Give yourself a little bit of grace. And instead of all of that, like anxiety and stress that you put on yourself, channel that into literally just getting involved in everything you possibly can. I mean, volunteer, 
seriously, just go and meet people, get involved and try things and talk to people. And I, I truly just cannot emphasize enough, meet everyone that you possibly can. It's not what you know, it's who you know every single time. And my network is such an invaluable part of my life. So just meet people, put your head down, do the work, give yourself grace. <laughs> Perfect. Kayla, let's talk a little bit about the El Paso County Office of Economic Development. What does your organization do? What's your mission and who do you serve? Great question. So El Paso County Economic Development Department, we take a very holistic approach to economic developments. What I mean by that is that we focus on economic development um, from the perspective of three different components, um, community development, business incentives, and housing. Um, and so what we do is we facilitate, write, manage, administer programs and policies in our region, in the El Paso County region, which is eight different municipalities um, that ultimately contribute to elevate, support, um, equitable economic development for the region. So we want to essentially see um, our, our, we want to see more businesses. We want to see our community grow, um, but we want to see it grow in vitality, not just in numbers. So quality over quantity kind of thing. Oh, I was just going to say, as far as like who we serve specifically, I mean, like our, our like customers or clientele base um, would just honestly just be the people of El Paso County. We work, I work for the government. El Paso County is a local government entity. And so um, we work for the people here. And I take that very seriously. And so does my team. I think that um, all of us are very motivated by that, actually. And Kayla, uh, how many folks work in your office? In my office right now, there's seven, including me. Um, there's Crystal and then myself. And then we have an enterprise zone administrator. We have three different analysts. And then we have a project coordinator in our team. So there's seven of us in the department. And there's probably about 3,000, though, across all of El Paso County as an organization. Right. And in your office, there's various uh, knowledge, skills, and uh, abilities that are required for each one of those roles, right? So let, let's transition to uh, talk to that high school student watching your interview right now and thinking to themselves, uh, hey, I want to know more about what this world of economic development looks like. And, you know, pick one of the roles in your office and talk to that student about the kind of skills, education and experience that that student would need to accumulate to enter uh, an entry level position in your office. What might that look like for a student? Yeah, that's a great question. So our most um, entry level position in the office would probably be our project coordinator role. Um, that role is, is honestly, I would say heavily multitasking focused. It's um, very like front forward facing as well with our with with the public. Um, so that one's a big one that really like the best skills for for like entry level positions within our department would be, you know, having really good customer service, being able to communicate well, being able to multitask, um, having an understanding, an understanding um, of being able to utilize, you know, basic computer um, functions, computer proficiency in general, obviously Microsoft Word and any high school student or college student that I'm talking to right now is going to be fluent in all of those things. So um, it's a it's a different kind of generation to speak to when it comes to some of those skills. But I would say really the biggest ones is going to be communication and multitasking for on like the entry level roles in our department. When you get up to the next 
level of role, which would be considered our analyst positions. Um, and, you know, like our administrative or our um, enterprise zone administrator, the analyst positions and that one, um, we kind of typically look for a few years of experience with those. However, um, there's a lot, you know, when it comes to getting involved in economic development, as far as our department is concerned, I would really say having an understanding of one local government and two, like truly, and when you work in local government and especially in economic development, it is a political world, not necessarily politics as we know it in the media, more so political as in very engaged with partners. So a lot of public-private partnerships, a lot of um, community partners that you are regularly meeting with, communicating with. And so I would say like, honestly, just the ability to handle yourself in different settings um, I think that that's a skill set that is difficult to to talk about sometimes, but it's really important to gain. Um, you know, the ability to give presentations, the desire to want to put yourself out there. Um, you know, being very proactive and um, wanting. You know, I guess like kind of some of those intrinsic qualities too of of wanting to be proactive and wanting to like step up and take the extra steps to do you know, extra tasks for the team, because everything else is very administrative focused, you know, we're government. So a lot of it is reporting, um, using Excel to track, you know, finances or um, applications to different types of programs. Um, but really the, the things that I would say are just so important to Crystal and I, as far as leadership is concerned, is um, really just wanting to like take the initiative to go out and and be a face of El Paso County and whatever respective kind of component of the department they would fall in. Kayla Hudifer Nelson, project manager with El Paso County's Economic Development Department. It's been an absolute pleasure to hear your career story today. Thank you so much. It's it's truly an honor, and I I am I am always open to talk about it or answer additional questions or however I can support. Teachers and students stand by. We're gonna take a little break and be back with part two, uh, an informational interview with Kayla. Welcome back to part two of our Everyone Has a Story interview with Kayla Hudifer Nelson. Kayla is a project manager with the El Paso County Economic Development Department. Kayla, thanks again for being here today. Thank you so much. I'm loving it. Good. So fun. Yeah, so part one, we got to hear your career story and your journey. Uh, let's talk more about what a day in the life of Kayla looks like today as a project manager in your office. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I love my job. So that's, that's always nice. I wake up and um, I typically love to get an early start on the day. So um, for me, I, I cannot emphasize enough taking good care of your body as a professional, especially a young professional, and especially if you're somebody who wants to have a successful career. Um, so I typically am in the gym around 5 a.m. every single day. Then I um, go to work. I'm in the office anywhere between usually 7.30 and 8. Um, and when I get into the office, absolutely the first thing that I do every single day is my to-do list. I write a new to-do list every single morning. Um, I have kind of like a working one that I keep like during the week. Um, but every single day I restart with a to-do to list and try to prioritize the things that like absolutely need to get done um, at the top and, you know, so on and so forth through the rest of the, of the day. As a project manager, I oversee um, each of the components of our department. So I oversee kind of like the intersectionality within them. So in the economic development department, we have community development, housing, and um, business incentives as our three components. Um, I, I work as kind of like 
the, the person that weaves them all together and make sure that all of like the projects and the programs that we have underneath each of those components are happening and are being tracked, all the deadlines are being met, um, et cetera. So for me, um, throughout my day, it's constantly like visiting every single active project that we have um, or active program that we have and making sure that everything is on track. So I'm constantly keeping, I use a tool called Microsoft Planner. I love it. Um, and so I constantly have tasks like itemized out, assigned to different people on my team. Um, and I'm keeping track of that every single day. And then usually throughout my day too, I try to make a point to like visit my team to have actual conversations because having personal relationships with people is very important. Um, and so I, I love to like have those kind of like more informal conversations with my team and with my boss, Crystal. Um, and then once work is done, you go home and make dinner and um, maybe do some master school and call it a day. That's kind of a quick day for me. And rinse and repeat, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rinse and repeat every single day. <laughs> Kayla, what would you say are... Uh, maybe the top two or three most important technical skills or job knowledge skills that you need to apply on a daily basis to be successful in your role? That's a great question. In my role specifically, I would say number one would be adaptability. Um, I am I would say that in my role in particular in economic development and working for local government in particular, there is definitely an aspect of politics involved. Um, and so sometimes priorities will change. The priority of a certain project will change. A, you know, a different project will suddenly become a priority or one that was one will no longer be one. Um, so adaptability is a big one that I would say um, and the ability kind of in cohesion with that to handle yourself very well, to just be comfortable with change um, and to be really quick to pick it up. Um, you know, constant evolution, not getting shut down by it, but rather just taking it, being very much a problem solver. You know, there's something that comes up, no worries. We just find the solution, move on to the next. Um, and then the second thing I would say on top of that is organization and, and attention to detail. I am um, very organized and I have a, a hyper attention to detail. So every last meeting that I come to, I try to be the most prepared um, and I take a lot of pride and being very organized and very prepared for every single situation. And, um, you know, I, those, those, all of those skill sets together have not served me wrong yet. So those are the ones I'm going to say. <laughs> Kayla, what about more of the technical side of your job? Like, uh, what, what do you need to know to be effective, perhaps about law or economic development policies or strategies, um, computer literacy, things of, things of that nature? What, what's important there? Yeah, absolutely. I, so I use, um, I mentioned it earlier, the Microsoft Planner. I use that a lot. So, but with government in general, we use most government uses Microsoft as a whole. So I would say, honestly, any sort of Microsoft um, app is important to know in terms of like the technicality of that. But um, when you mention things like policy, um, I am constantly following policy. That is super important because there is policy coming down from the state level, the local level, the federal level. Um, so I am regularly meeting and reviewing um, you know, legislation that's coming down the pipeline to El Paso County, anything that's relevant to us. So business incentive wise, community development wise, housing wise. Um, anytime that those types of details come in, it's a lot of reading. It's a lot of highlighting. It's a lot of 
um, kind of taking it, maybe even I write a lot of notes. So like writing notes to myself, that's like, hey, that's a question I should ask, or that's something I should look into further. Um, I would also say a really good understanding of the actual community. So understanding community partners and what everybody else does is also really important for my job. So I have to understand what our community partners, not only who they are, but what they do. Um, Cause I'm in a lot of meetings sometimes where I play kind of like a connector role for the people that I meet with. So, you know, they might come to me asking me a certain question. I might not be the entity that can solve that question for them or answer that question in terms of like giving the actual solution, but I certainly can point them in the direction of the people who can. Um, and so playing that kind of like constant collaborative connector role is really important too. So just kind of having a really macro understanding of the community of the region um, and the different industries in our community as well. So, and, and being able to understand data that's a really big one. Um, we use a lot of data in, in our office. Um, we use what's called an economic modeling tool. It's a, you know, there's a lot of different ones of those, but our, our organization specifically uses one called MCEMSI. Um, and we literally run reports regularly about, um, you know, unemployed statistics and, the, um, you know, say sales and profit for a specific industry in our region or the number of jobs that were increased, decreased, et cetera. That gives us a better understanding of what is actually going on from a perspective of economic development um, for the region, how we can grow it, areas that we see like, you know, some declines that we need a better support or industries that we see are increasing. So we need to make sure that we have like attention heading in that direction to ensure that they continue to increase and have the resources they need. Um, et cetera. So I would say all of those are job specific skill sets. Kayla, what's the one thing you like most about your job? I absolutely love, um, one, serving my community. I love it, but I am very passionate about um, small business and improving and empowering um, our small business community. So I really love just being able to know that the work that we're doing every single day in our office is truly growing that for our region. I genuinely believe Colorado Springs is the most beautiful city to live in in the world. Um, and, and I've been to a lot of places in the world and I can say that um, pretty confidently. And so I just think being able to support our people is just such an amazing part of my job that I love so much. And I, it just keeps me going every single day. I'm so passionate about it. And just knowing that this is work that actually matters and you know, is improving the every single day lives of our people here. That, that is what I love about it. Kayla, is there, um recognizing that not every job is like rainbows and unicorns every day. Yeah. Is there, is there a part of your job that you find uh, unsatisfactory or maybe is there a task that you have to do on a regular basis that you just don't enjoy doing? What does that look like for you? You know, it's, it's funny. Cause I honestly don't know if I can say that there's like one particular task or part of my job that I, that I'm find unsatisfactory, but I will say that there are, there are certainly natural challenges that come up working in this type of world that you have to be, you have to be ready for and prepared for, um, in, in my line of work, especially. And, and, you know, I would say just navigating the very sensitive world of politics is, is going to be my answer to that. Cause sometimes it can be really draining and hard, you know, when, when there's a lot of different opinions around the community about a lot of different things. And ultimately I have a heart to just serve my my people, my community as best as I can. And sometimes um, that can be challenging, just having to like put certain passion projects or certain things that um, I would have deemed 
a higher priority might not be because of you know political will or because of the interest of leadership. Um, you know that that can be hard sometimes, but it also comes with the job, and you're going to find that in any any job anywhere when you kind of climb the ladder into leadership roles, working especially for local government or government in general for that matter. It doesn't even matter whether you work for the state or the federal government too. That's just kind of a natural byproduct of it. So um, yeah, that's probably what I would say for that one. <laughs> Speaking of climbing the ladder, where could you potentially take your career from here, Kayla? That's a great question. I, I really think that for me, the sky is the limit. I think um, I am very motivated to go as high as I possibly can. Um, I have looked at everything from, you know, moving up the ladder internally with with um, the county, which would look like moving into higher management roles or an executive director role down the road. Um, but there's also opportunities to go to the state level, you know, working for state government um, or working for the federal government for like something like the Economic Development Administration or on the state level for Colorado it would be the Colorado Office of Economic Development and International Trade. We call it OEDIT for short here. Um, but um, those are two entities, I guess you could say, that would be natural stepping stones. Um, but you could also go private. I mean, I think for me, I, I, I could absolutely see myself long term down the road going and working in government affairs for a private company. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that you can take it. And, you know, my job gives so much experience and so many different like assets of, of, you know, business, you know, and so whether it be government affairs, whether it be economic development, even just basic things like management, um, you know, there's just so much that can be kind of transferred. So there's a lot of different opportunities for climbing the ladder. Kayla, talk to that one particular student out there right now watching your career story and your informational interview who's intrigued about your story and how you got where you are and the kind of job that you do. Can you suggest ways to that student directly uh, how they could gain more exposure to your world of work and experience in your field? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, um, the resources that are available right here through these types of videos um, or following up with myself, um, seriously, reach out on LinkedIn, reach out via email, reach out in person. Um, I cannot even tell you how valuable LinkedIn has been for me in my career, the amount of connections I've made on that, on that social media site. Um, also, go visit my boss, Crystal Latier's um, interview that she did with PPBEA. Um, and, you know, any opportunities that you get for job shadowing, for internships, for volunteering, all of that matters. I just truly cannot say enough. I have sat on so many boards of directors. I have sat on so many committees. I have volunteered for so many different projects. And I truly believe that every single one of those things has helped me get to this point because I've met people and I've gotten experience in every single one of those settings that has helped position me to be a stronger candidate, a better leader, a better colleague, a better person. Um, and so I would just say really get involved and ask a lot of questions. There are so many people that are out there willing to answer your questions, truly. Like I am one of them. I would love to sit down, have coffee or come speak to a class or um, take a phone call or a text or whatever, um, because I really do think that sometimes it really is just asking the questions and, and showing up and, you know, like just follow me around for a day or a week or um, do an internship, however it works. I mean, there's just so many different ways. Just, just reach out and kind of take the first step, I think. Thanks, Kayla. <clears throat> Does uh, El Paso County have a tuition reimbursement program? And 
Uh, if so, is that a, a benefit that you've taken advantage of? Yeah, so El Paso County definitely does have a tuition reimbursement program. And in fact, I'm finishing my master's degree right now. I'm getting my MBA in um, with a specializ specialization in international business. And I actually recently um, started the process of the tuition reimbursement program with El Paso County. So El Paso County definitely does offer it. Um, it's a kind of like a... a it's like a reimbursement essentially um, that they'll they'll pay a portion of the amount of, of tuition um, and obviously for you know kind of in return of you your time working for the for the organization so um, it's a really great program and it's it's something that I'm really excited um, to have started the process of here because obviously I love this organization that I work for and I'm really really honored that they um, would offer something like that to help further you know, more education for me. All right, Kayla, the hard part of our interview is over. Great job. <laughs> Thanks. W when you're not working, what do you like to do in your free time? In my free time, I honestly, I feel like I don't have a lot of free time these days um, <laughs> between work and school, but um, I would definitely say I love uh, working out working out, but I really love swimming. So I like love to swim laps. Honestly, it's so fun to me. Um, and I love listening to music. I have a record player. Um, so I will literally just spend like hours listening to my favorite albums on vinyl um, and just spending time with my, my people, my loved ones. That is like a big one for me. I just, I love spending time with my people. So any opportunity that I get to do that and, um, you know, be around music and, and my humans, those are those are my favorite things to do. And my animals. I have a lot of animals, so I love cuddling with them too. That's <laughs> that's kind of what I do for fun, legitimately. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Kayla, what do you want to be when you grow up now? Um, the president of the United States. I don't <laughs> like that's like the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, kind of joking, kind of not joking. I to me, honestly, I just want to get as high as I possibly can in our government. I love this country more than anything. And the higher that I can get to serve this country and whatever capacity that looks like for me, that's what I want for myself and for, um, you know, for my community. Honestly, I just, I want to serve. And I come from an Air Force family where service to our country was everything. And I, I definitely want to do that. So I, I intend to do that and to continue doing that um, and go as far as possible. <laughs> Excellent. And Kayla, again, back to that one high school student really intrigued about your interview. Do you have any final comments or experience you'd like to share with that student? Reach out to me and reach out to literally anyone else that you're curious about what they do. Just introduce yourself to people. And truly, I, I cannot say enough that it is who you know that matters. It is who you know every single time. And you know, I think that when you're young, the most invaluable thing you could ever do for yourself is meet as many people as possible and, and just have a servant heart, like truly just serve your teams, like work hard, work hard, volunteer, work hard, volunteer, work hard, volunteer, and it will pay off. People will want you on their team. They will want you to be part of their projects. Um, they will seek you out. And that is something that while it feels, you know, like a lot of work at the kind of forefront of your career, it will pay off tenfold down the road, tenfold, a hundredfold. So just work hard. Kayla Hutterford Nelson, project manager with El Paso County's Economic Development Department. It's been an absolute pleasure to hear your career story today. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much. It's so, it was so fun. And I really appreciate you and the work that you do too. Bob, thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Everyone Has a Story podcast. We hope the experience shared today in the career story and informational interview may benefit you as you make educational and career choices. If you would like to learn more about the Business and Education Alliance and how we are working with education and industry to connect students' talents, interests, and aptitudes to the world of work, please go to businessandeducationalliance.org. Mm-hmm.